0: Hey guys, what's up? It's Greg Here is a quick intro for Find Your Film. This installment are two interviews from Eric Holmes, co-host Eric Holmes. First up is an interview with Shinzo Katayama. He's the Japanese filmmaker behind this movie called Missing, also known as Sagasu. And if you can find Sagasu in your local theaters, please read up on it. And hopefully it's playing somewhere near you because this right currently as we speak, this is my favorite film that I've seen so far in the year 2022. It's pretty much in a tie with Petit Maman, and they're right up there for my top two films. I don't know which one is going to be number one as of yet. Also, I just interviewed Kyle Gallner today. I forgot to mention Dinner in America is definitely a top top five, top ten. It's somewhere in my top ten as well. I've got to think about some of the other holy spiders right up there as well. But anyways, Missing, a.k.a. Sagasu, it's two hours and four minutes. It's a very layered drama. It centers on us. We, if you haven't actually listened to our previous episode on, on the, uh, on find your film regarding the art last week's review of missing, it's just very quickly centers on this young girl who wakes up to find her father, her irresponsible father is actually missing. From their respective domicile, and so she goes on a hunt to find out what happened to her father, leaving a trail. There's a trail of clues. The biggest clue is her father told her that he knew where the serial killer in was. There's a serial killer. Serial killer in within their area, and he knows who that person is and where to find him. And then, so she knows that possibly her father is hunting down that serial serial killer and. Maybe he's missing, maybe he's a victim, maybe who knows what what he is, where he is, but it may have to do with a killer. That's what I'm saying right now is actually more than we talked about regarding uh, our review last week on Sagasu. But anyways, I'm not giving too much spoilers because a lot of these reviews mention the serial killer in their review of Missing. So again, that is the first one is Eric Holmes's interview with Shinzo Katayama. He's also a co-writer in this film. Also, by, it's uh, Halloween's over, but Bite Size Halloween is still available on Hulu. It's streaming on Hulu for season three. Eric has, I still have a whole bunch of interviews from Eric Holmes that he had with these filmmakers regarding Bite Size Halloween. For this installment for Find Your Film, we have his interview with Ride or Die filmmakers, Minsoon Park and Teddy Tenenbaum. They are married and they are co-directors of the short, which actually, if I'm looking right now on Hulu, it's season three, episode 21, "Ride or Die." The plotline is quote, "It's literally ride or die for newly licensed teen driver Gemma and her friends." It's only seven minutes. Again, bite-sized Halloween, highly recommended from Eric by Eric, Eric Holmes. I don't even know if Bruce Park has seen these bite-sized shorts yet. I love what I've seen so far of it. "Ride or Die" is an interesting film because. I don't really want to give too much away except, well, licensed teen driver, Gemma and her friends. It's a very eventful night. And this is Ride or Die. I don't even know if it's a one-off. It it would work as a one-off, but it's a short that actually could be a continuation of something else. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Ride or Die. I also enjoyed Eric Holmes' interview with Vincent Park and Teddy Tenenbaum, as well as its interview with Missing Filmmaker, Shinzo Katayama. All right. So that is it. Also very, very quickly. Also, before I go, just wanted to mention that for our Patreon, we actually, we at Find Your Film, we have not started our own Patreon, but if you want to support us, Bruce Perky and Eric Holmes has jumped on board to the Cinematics Patreon. Cinematics is a podcast I do with Anderson Cowan. One of our Patreon features, our big Patreon features is we have a bonus episode of Cinematics every month where Anderson and I spotlight a, a year of cinema this month. We're spotlighting the year 1989 and I'm, I'm picking the movie. I was going to say I was, I'm picking them. Yeah. I'm picking the Joel Schumacher film cousins and he's picking the film gleaming the cube starring Christian Slater. I believe he also uh, was thinking about doing UHF, but anyways, we do bonus episodes every month. Me and Anderson for cinematics as for our Patreon members. I also curate some spoiler-driven material for movies that is only exclusive to the Patreon feed. So for this month, for example, I have spoiler material for Nocebo, a new horror thriller film, which I really enjoyed. I talked to Kyle Gallner today, and we actually talked about the ending of that awesome movie Smile. So if you want to get some spoiler spoilerific, exclusive content, check out our Cinematics Patreon feed. Look at the content that I've been putting up, Anderson's been putting up, and down the road, actually not even down the road, right around the corner, Eric Holmes and Bruce Berkey, they are brainstorming ideas of special features to bring to that Cinematics Patreon as well. All right? So keep your eyes out, eyes and ears out for that Patreon service because on my end, I'm all about Giving spoilers to the, to you guys, to, to Cinephiles to actually have these movies never die in, in a different way. Like, I, I want things to actually live on by discussing the end of these movies. And hopefully that'll be a very good curation point for people who really love endings, listening to it and and just talking about endings of movies. And I want want to grow that part of our Patreon universe again with the bonus episode. And I'm excited to see what Bruce and Eric have to bring to the table regarding that. But as far as Eric Holmes goes, he's bringing a lot to the table right now with these two interviews. Check them out. Check out the short, Ride or Die, and definitely check out Missing. If you don't see Missing or Saga Sue in your local theater, Please, I will please hunt it out when it hits streaming and VOD. I will make sure for our weekly feeds, our weekly episodes to so keep on plugging away on Saga because I, I want as many people to see this movie. The only barrier to entry is it's a very, there are some really graphic scenes in this movie that are really pretty heartbreaking stuff. All right. All right, guys. Listen to Eric. Bye.
1: All right. I'm here with uh, the uh, uh, director of Missing, Shinzo Katayama. Uh, writer and director, thank you for coming on.
2: Thank
1: you very much. So I really enjoyed this movie. It started off as a regular girl trying to find her dad, and her dad's going—you know—he's not right mentally, and it goes in very different directions than a movie like this typically would. What was the inspiration for this particular story?
2: 僕が高校生の時に自分の父親がその当時逃亡してた連続殺人犯を電車の中で見たって言い始めて、僕は絶対嘘だと思ったんですけど、あの実際その犯人が捕まってその足取りを調べたら父親と同じ電車に乗ってて実際その犯人だったんですけど、そういうこともあるもんだなと。
3: so when I was a high school student, uh, my father told me that he saw a serial killer in the train. And, uh, I didn't believe him at first, but after a few years, it, uh, it turned out that, uh, he was caught and it turned out that it was actually the same one that my father was saying. So then I realized that my father was telling the truth. So that was the inspiration. I thought, oh, this, these things actually do happen. And that was the inspiration, uh, behind me, uh, uh writing the script.
1: Okay. That, wow, that's interesting. Was the, uh, main character, was he inspired by your father as far as his character goes? Or was that, is that not at all? like how your father actually was.
2: Yes, a little bit.
1: Okay. And also um, I noticed, uh, and maybe I'm looking too much into this, But I noticed there's like a lot of scenes, a lot of scene, like really important scenes where there's litter present. The daughter drops down the, throws down the uh, missing signs and sets down a cup. Like there's litter throughout, but it's almost like, almost like they're leaving evidence. Is there any particular meaning to that? Or am I just looking too much into it? Litter as in garbage? Yeah, they're setting down like a setting down garbage or throwing down litter or like whenever there's a big part within the plot, it seems to focus on some sort of litter somewhere in the
2: scene. あと so So so
3: so I didn't really do this intentionally, but I do like garbage and litter and those kind of types of things and I like putting them in the film. And so therefore um I I do like doing that. Also without uh
1: without getting too much into spoilers, the final scene of the father and daughter playing ping pong and they play it for a while. And then at one point they're playing, and there's no ping pong ball there. I, I just really like that scene, and I I was I'm trying to piece it together in my head. What does that represent to you?
2: 最後の卓球玉がないのは、あの、その二人の関係性の中で、もしかしたらもうその玉っていうのは、その親子の中のコミュニケーションというか、そういうものの。so with regards to the uh, ping pong ball, ping pong ball not being
3: there, this uh, this represents a lot of things. For example, it could represent the um, the relationship between the father and daughter it can also uh represent the communication and uh how they're bonded so um when it goes away it could mean that that actually went away or it's you can also think was it there in the first place so that's kind of what i wanted to uh, express in that scene oh wow it broke my heart. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez. So, um I
1: I've also noticed that uh you've uh worked with uh Bong Joon-ho uh in Mother and uh the short segment at Tokyo. And uh he's got a he does like a lot of really tiny details in his movies, and I see that uh with yours uh at least with missing you have a lot of detail in there detail in there too um I've watched it twice, and the second time watching I'm starting to pick up little things and I imagine watching the third, fourth, and fifth time it almost becomes a new movie every time I watch
2: it. 流れ Yes, uh, thank you very much. So,
3: um, uh, I put a lot of elements in it and like the details that you mentioned. Also, timelines uh, come and go. So you have various timelines in it too. So, um, I would really hope that it, when you see it uh, multiple times, then you'll kind of um, be able to uh, get the answers through that. Speaking of seeing multiple times, we talked about seeing multiple times.
1: Uh, I wanted to talk about seeing it just once. I saw you have a movie called Siblings of the Cape, and I've been looking for that. And as much as I love Missing, it makes me want to go back and watch all your stuff. Do you know of anywhere uh, if Siblings of the Cape will be available in America?
2: How do you see link to <laughs> <laughs> アメリカは、まだ、まだ、まだ、あの、uh
3: so it hasn't been released in the u s yet so once it's released you'll be able to watch it oh i hope that soon <laughs> 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 um <laughs> Uh, also, uh, uh, what what
1: else uh, what else do you have coming out? Because I I can't tell you how much I love this and how much I love your work. Uh, what it looks like you got a life of Mariko in Kabuchiko. Is that correct? Um,
3: and sorry, what are you?
1: It's on it's on his uh, IMDb page. It's uh, uh-huh. it, it, the the American title looks like Life of Mariko in Kabuchiko, but oh. I don't know what the original title would be. Kabuchiko. Oh,
2: あ、uh, American, uh, then, uh, 28th, uh, so with
3: uh, regards to Life American Kabuki uh, this will be released in Japan next year. I'm not sure when or if it will be released in the US. Um. Also, um, Gannibal. This will be on Disney Plus, and it will be released uh, and on December twenty eighth.
1: Okay, I'll, I I guess uh, one last question, and it kind of goes with uh, us kind of trying to communicate um, uh, titles of movies. The original title for Missing is uh, Sagasu. Is that
3: correct? So Missing Yes. And Sagasu translates to seek. Is that also correct? で探すっていうのは、えっと英語では、まあ探すっていう意味ですね。あの
2: seek っていうあの、まああの missing
1: まあ、あの、I I well I guess the question is, is there a why not just release missing as sagasu? Because like we get it, we get a lot of uh, international features. At, at least here in America, I think the original title has a kind of poetic beauty to it, even in its original language.
3: So um yeah, I don't know, that's a just bad question, I guess. But why, do, why, why, why not why not just keep it as the original title? yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> mm. mm.
3: I think that's a great idea. <laughs> All
2: right.
3: I'll call it "Sagasu" from here on out. I'll Yes, from
2: now on. Yes, please. Uh,
3: PR it. Uh, PR, it <laughs> PR it. Promote it as "Sagasu." I, I will do. Um, thank you very much for
1: uh, joining me today, and it was a pleasure watching your movie, as dark as it was. And I, I look forward to seeing everything you do. And Yep, yeah,
3: thanks again for uh talking with me today. こんにちは。お Thank you. Thank you. And it's uh Min Park and Teddy Tenbom. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Okay.
1: How's it going? oh it's good. it's going great i saw they were like two minutes behind i'm like cool I'll get to eat and then it popped up. i'm like nope nope <laughs> you you can eat while we talk yeah, if totally you
4: want
1: i like, know uh, one needs to hear me too besides like, i got must be done anyway <laughs> but uh yeah minson park and teddy tenenbaum thank you for joining me and you guys are ride or die i'm glad to see both of you alive and i'll leave it up to anyone that watches it to uh <laughs> decode that yeah I, how do you guys come across the uh, bite-sized Halloween?
4: Um, I guess they came across us. Yeah. Um, uh, 20th Digital is very good about, you know, scouting, I think, local film festivals and like, international film festivals, actually. And they approached us to uh, pitch to them some ideas that we had.
5: Yeah, we had a, a film on the the circuit last year uh, called Koreatown Ghost Story. Uh, and um, we we know that they saw that and talked to us.
1: Yeah, I saw that with the Margaret Show. <laughs> yeah. And, exactly. Yeah, that was, that was pretty... Uh, very frantic um <laughs> between that with the uh the acupuncture needles and this one i believe it's called the tychophobia, tychophobia the the, yeah. the, holes. the holes yeah yeah is that uh, something you guys are just familiar with or is that just uh, something one of you have Cause I, I, I don't have that myself, but I, two years ago, I've heard of it for the first time and then I've saw it kind of pop up.
4: Yeah, I, I definitely have, um, I'm on the spectrum for that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, to the point where like, and it gets worse with age, it's weird, but like, I noticed like Lotus Seed pods, like we were at like Huntington Gardens and my son held up this, you know, Lotus Seed pod, all these holes and we both <laughs> like, ah, <laughs> you know, and I realized, well, wow, a new fear unlocked, got it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Mine's uh, flying piranhas,
5: so uh, I can't watch Uh, the James Cameron movie. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, two of them. Uh, I, I think that I mean I think that we always try to find one moment in something we're doing that really kind of taps into a fear.
4: Primal fear, and, yeah,
5: and usually it has to do with the body. Um, you know, whether it's losing a part of your skin or you know holes opening up or whatever it is. Um, I, I think that you know we we're not gore. You know, we don't want to put do a full movie of gore. Um, but I think uh, a a moment or two of it it can be very shocking in a horror movie and you know get your audience's juices flowing.
1: Yeah. And what, what's it like for you two uh, working together? Because I uh, work together a lot, and you're in the same place. So I'm I'm assuming you're together, or is that oh, yeah, bold yeah. Of We're me? married.
4: We're okay, married with, with kids. Yeah, so.
1: usually a bad idea to assume, but I just did, <laughs> so here we are.
4: <laughs> it's like marriage. It's uh, takes like a lot of compromise, um, and I think it's yeah, it's challenging, but also it's good in that we know each other extremely well. So it's like left hemisphere, right hemisphere of the brain, and they're often Not agreeing, which also happens in real life. But I mean, what would you say?
5: Yeah, I I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, I I love, for me, it's great because we worked separately for a long time. Um, And I was always working in film and television, and, and then some was working in different writing mediums. But for me, my work has just only gotten a lot better because she's better than I am. So working together is a full benefit. Um, but yeah, it, it's definitely hard because if you don't agree, you know, you have to work towards finding something that that you agree on.
4: But I think the process of trying to come to an agreement makes the work better because we're both trying to improve on each other's ideas until we come to a, a compromise. And the compromise is usually something that we wouldn't have thought of on our own. So, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it makes any difference or even if it's that
5: interesting, but um, as it's harder when you're writing than it is when you're directing, at least for us, because the writing is the creation of it. And trying to come up with every single, every single detail of the story is where you can have a lot of disagreement and try to find the best thing. But once you get to the set, you know, the story cold. So it's more collaborative. It's, it's more agreeing and just taking, you know, doing what you can together to make that, that, to take that blueprint and make it into a house when you're on the set.
1: Now, what is the process of writing together like? I I imagine a couple of scenarios, maybe one, like one of you just have a wild hair, like I've got to write this here. What do you think? Oh, yeah, let me come in and blah, blah, blah. Or uh, do you guys uh, always go into it together at the same time? Or how do you trade uh, jobs on that? Because writing is definitely like only one person can type on a keyboard at one Mm -hmm. time.
4: Yeah, we've just covered a system. First, it's agreeing on the idea. So usually we're pitching to each other constantly. Like, I heard about this. What do you think about that? And then we find something we're both excited about. And then we have to hammer it out together. And that's the most painful is hammering out all the beats um, of the story. And if it's like a long form script, the feature script, then that's definitely the most tedious part. But once we get that outline, that beat sheet out, and it has to be meticulously detailed, then we divide it up into pages and say, you write this page, you write this page. And then we trade and then we... Um, you know, rewrite each other. That's basically how it works.
1: What do you guys have coming up? I see uh, that I always say I see this on IMDb and it's usually like, no, that's never coming out or that came out like, three <laughs> years ago or uh, any, any number of things. So uh, if I'm wrong, I blame IMDb 100% of the time. <laughs> but uh, it looks like uh, it's, it's something side piece. Okay. Or it's side? Actually, I thought that, I thought I did
5: see that one already came out. But yeah, that, that one did. That, that was our first short that we uh, hit the festival circuit with. Um, okay. but Koreatown Ghost Story was purchased by a studio to be made into a feature. So that's potentially the next thing. Um, we've been, we've been writing a full feature length script of that from just, you know, the 15 minute short. Um, but we're also, uh, we're working with producers on a, uh, a TV series idea. So that might be next. So
4: probably one of those two.
1: With the uh, Koreatown ghost stories, would Margaret Cho be coming back for that, or uh, is that like uh, depending on scheduling and all that?
4: Yeah, depending yeah. on scheduling. But she's, um, you know, legally we worked it out so that if she's scheduling's available. She's also an executive producer. Yeah, so she's involved in some way. She's, or she's involved oh, okay. no matter what.
5: But we want her to be in the film, mm-hmm. um, and if she if she can, um, I think it would be a priority for her.
1: Yeah, and also. Uh, have you got to see any of the other shorts uh, within the bite-sized Halloween uh, mm-hmm. this year yet? Mm-hmm.
5: What are some uh, highlights for you guys? Well, we've only we've watched the first seven, mm-hmm. and we're watching some every night. Um, I mean, they're all amazing, yeah. frankly. I yeah. think the quality is incredible. Um, I think my personal favorite of the first seven is Inzu, Inzu or Nizu, in yeah. I'm oh. not sure exactly. What yeah, I'm one. not sure it's pronounced either, but that one oh, really kind yeah. of blew me away. Yeah, we, we just fan all of it <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: yeah I, I, I figure you pick one that i've seen so far because like I, I still got more of these to do tomorrow and th- i think that's in that maybe uh we'll check but uh
5: but that said in the first seven th- all there all are them. others that will end up being favorites of ours too. oh yeah, yeah.
1: When, what do you suppose the secret is curating something like this because like, like i said i haven't seen all of them i've seen most of them at this point and by tomorrow i will have seen all of them but They've all been bangers. Like and that's not something you usually see in a uh, anthology. Usually there's like the one or two good ones and then like the couple bad ones, but i not come across a bad one yet.
4: Yeah, I don't know how 20...
5: Yeah, you'd have to ask them. Does it. I
4: don't know how they, <laughs> I don't know what their secret sauce is, but um I think what 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 I've understood so far is they are very meticulous and they are also very into the whole you know, not, they they don't, they walk the walk about diversity and inclusion. And I think having diverse stories is also very important to seeing things that you haven't seen before that fresh or new, interesting perspectives. So I think that has a lot to do with what you're seeing as being really, you know, stunning.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I suppose that's a case doing what I do. I usually watch like hundreds of movies a year. And then, so anytime we see something just weird or different pop up, I'm like, oh, hey, what do we got here?
5: And horror can get repetitive too. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, don't see the tritophobia, uh and I'm sure I butchered that word the holes yeah. here. Uh, we don't, that's why
5: we did it. We we rarely see it. And we were we I, we were shocked we had never seen maybe once had we ever seen um uh acupuncture horror. Mm-hmm. So we think that's right for, you know, uh, they
1: figure a lot to. of people have fear of needles. I, you think you'd see a lot more of that, but you. Yeah, surprising, yeah. but I think you we know,
4: don't. But. well, yeah, because I, I don't think it's like acupuncture all the time. But I know a lot of people, friends, will not do it because they just don't like the idea of being needled. You know, yeah. um. So yeah, I thought, hmm, that's a new fear unlocked for a lot of people. And that's what got us thinking about that. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, um I really enjoyed your short, and uh, thank you for taking the time with me uh, where where can uh, where would someone be able to find uh, a lot of your uh, sh- past short films uh, besides this one? Well uh,
4: create Yeah,
5: Create Town ghost store because it's owned by another studio right now isn't available. Um, okay so I mean side piece we don't um it, is on, it actually one of the festivals picked it up for actual film distribution, so they have a best of and they they put ours with about five others and it's touring the country right now um i just don't happen to know where or when <laughs> all right well
1: uh anyway thank you for taking the time and uh looking forward to seeing more from you guys um congratulations on a wonderful short
4: thanks thank it was you, great everyone. meeting you it's nice meeting you yeah.